Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Ah, Lili Nishmas, Imi Marosi, Ruspa Smordechai. From Yisrael, you can, guys, Rabbi Isai, continue taking coffee. We're just going to start. We have a longer daf. Yisrael Safran. There was a very nice turnout at the Cleveland Jewish Business Fair and Family Fun Day. Johnny Chaifetz and I manned the MDY booth and signed up seven new people to the shir. Thank you, Peretz Chaim Levine, for all your help. So to put this in perspective, we're used to, oh, I signed up 30 people, 20 people, seven people. There's more people than I had for eight years in my shir in Chicago. It's a tremendous chos. Each person that you bring to the shir is a tremendous chos. Each person you bring to Torah. And seven is, is unbelievable. It's probably seven more people than almost anybody in this room brought lately. This guy, it seems like he made a email just for this, totally toasted on Huckleberry. But it's a very inspiring email. Good morning. Just wanted to thank you for the amazing shear. I joined and haven't missed the shear since Beitza. Just in case someone is unsure about joining Daf Yoyimi, here's why every year should join. This past Thursday, my daughter was in the hospital, and after a very long day of no learning, I arrived at home very late, beyond drained. You can imagine, emotionally drained, physically drained, being in the hospital all day. And I wanted to do, all I wanted to do was fall into bed, but can't go a day without the Dafs. I sat down to learn the Daf. It's about the daf and the yoimi. Thank you for making sure I don't go a day without learning Yevaldik. These are the inspiring emails, the small stories, the, where it's difficult to learn and you learn anyway. Moshe Cohen, my fantastic father. Hi, Billy and the rest of the MDY family. Ever since coming to Yeshiva Nair Yisrael, I've been trying to get my dad to join the daf. I tried learning with Mechav Rusa on the phone. It never worked out. I suggested maybe joining MDY and decided to do Kenyan and Masechta in the local Kailu. Fast forward to this past summer, my parents came to visit. We visited a family friend who was a big fan of the daf. I noticed that he had an MDY Gemara out and I started to tell him to get my dad to join the daf. He's ecstatic and lively. He gave, an he gave the excitement to my dad that I couldn't because of which my dad decided to join when he got back to the States. When we spoke on the phone two weeks ago, my father was so excited telling me he went to Yashir in Miami. I've never heard him that excited to drive an hour for Yashir. He'll be making his first seal. Bezus Hashem on Baba Kama. The day before his father's yard site. First seal, older individual. First time I'll be making a seal for the yard site. I'd like to thank you, the entire MDY crew, and everyone. I think that's what he meant. And everyone is part of MDY. And a special thank you to Shlomo Ben Zaken for getting my father to join. I think what you guys are doing is exactly what the daf is meant to be. All the best, Moshe Kohen. Dear Valley, this is Benny Maslin. Been with MDY since Megillah Daf Bays. Was also doing his second daf. Listen to this, Rabbi Isai. Every day he does two daf to try to catch up. It's taking me just over two years. Two years of catch up. That's, that's unbelievable. Because a lot of people try to catch up, they do brachas. And they do a little bit of Shabbos. To go two years straight was a simon toiv that the day I finally caught up fell out on Zion Odor. A humble birkas hedyot. May you, your great team, and indeed all the Loimdei Hadaf, Go Mikhail Choyel, all the best, Benny, Benny Maslin, unbelievable. From Manchester. So, 
Gershi Rose, I read his uh, email yesterday, but as a follow-up to the previous, listen to this, the power of status. I said to myself, if the Chaverim guy can finish a Masechta, then it's a Machai for me to finish Masechta's Megillah too. I then went on to the next step and put it on the status, and a Motzi Shabbos, I got 15 people to learn a Daf a day till Purim. It's the power of status, 15 people to learn a Daf a day. I sent it on to David Cohen, and he put it on his status, and he got a bunch more people. Becoming clear how technology can be used to get people to learn, this is what we have to focus on, getting other people to do more Torah. I'm just curious how Gershi Rose knows how many people join. Like, how does he follow up with them? Maybe people just do it and they don't tell him. I don't know. He has a way. Uh, just one more email. I'd like to thank you for explaining the Gemara extremely clearly. When I first started learning Gemara, I had a extremely hard time understanding it. Um... I was a little concerned about the airplane art that was shown last week because when the guy on the right side of the airplane pushed the button and was ejected, no oxygen masks came down. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes they don't come down. You can't. Don't try Don't try those buttons. And lastly, I'd like to thank my uncle Zorach Spiro from New, Jer- New Jersey who recruited me to the DAF. It changed my life. I also wanted to give a shout out to Moshe Hirsch Oh, Moshe Hirsch. Ooh, I got to call him Taka. Originally from Lakewood, New Jersey. I wish you an awesome day, an awesome week. Mordechai Taib from Lakewood, New Jersey. Aboisai. The Misechta is sponsored for the unity of Am Yisrael. This, this um, donor is going to, it's going to be over. The sponsorship is going to be over in just three days. The partners of the month, Aaron Freeman, it should be a schus to rebellion for continuous siyata the Shema and teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael. Partners of the Shemazot of Aaron, rebellion, the entire Mishpach on the birth of Sophia Rus. Partners of Shavuot, last days, a schus for my granddaughters. SB Bas SR, EM Bas SR, to find Shiduchim Bekorov, Amen. Partners of Shavuot, press her families, a schus for Rufu Shlema for our mother, Rachel Bas Rivka Hena. should have a Rufu Shlema. Parnas Shavua, Robert Fraser, in loving memory of Herzl Pinchas, Ner Tomid Daffers, Baltimore, MD, <coughs> Maryland, Shkoya, Ner Tomid. Again, one guy had a hand in having 150 people do a daff a day, and many of them are going to take on another Mesechta and keep on going. Unbelievable. Excuse my cold, excuse my hoarse voice. The Art of the Month, anonymous for the schus, for an easy childbirth with his daughter and a healthy baby. Our boys and I were smacked in the middle of a sugya, in the middle of a word. Oh, Shalom Aleichem. What's your name? Jonah Light. From? Los Angeles. Send regards. Yeah, he's your guy? Ari. Yeah. What about Bamatsia? You gonna come for Bamatsia? It's better than nothing. It's better than one Mesafta yes what? Every other day. It's, it's also good. Who else? I saw another guest. Uh what's your name? You're not a guest. No. Who else? That's it. Why why? Why why? Who? Barkha's here. Barkha's here. Barkha gotta ask some questions once in a while. That's the side. No? Okay, Elimelech, they're all here today. Rabbi Yisrael, Ramil Vesugi, like this. A guy's walking with a bunch of barrels, and one of them has a leak in it. 
to decide instead of going to waste, I'm going to use it for my meiser. I'm going to say this is the meiser, and it ends up on the ground, <coughs> so the kayanim, they lose out. You can do it with wine, you can't do it with oil, because oil is a loss once it goes on the ground. Once it, so, Nochamal, when oil, we're talking about, sorry, we're talking about, uh, these are barrels of tome, tome wine, tome oil. Tome, really, you can't give to a kayan. What are you going to do? What is a kayan going to do with it? But oil, they can use for lighting. Wine, we'll see. So, the Gemara says like this, but regardless, what are you, what are you going to do with wine? What kind of use does wine have? So you use it for zilof. Let's see, we have the picture here for zilof. Here's zilof. You can use it for perfume to spray around in your house. Still wine, use it for that. Okay, great. But the problem is, that's great if it sprung a leak. What about the other problem that we discussed? The problem of gilu, magula. Anything that's uncovered, we have to be concerned that a snake... Uh, inserted its venom into it so you can't drink it. Not only can't you drink it, we said it's a problem to use it for perfume because what if somebody steps on it? What if you try to spray it around your house? You might, you might ingest it somehow. You can't pour it in the floor. You can't put it out in the Jerusalem. Somebody might step on it. All these things. So Gemara said that's not a problem <coughs> because we're talking about he did some sort of filtration and the filtration allows you to, to use the wine. Why? Because the venom is like a sponge and it won't really go through the strainer. So if you put a, a barrel on top and you put a bunch of wine and the sediments and everything, it'll eventually all come through to the bottom one. And the bottom barrel you're allowed to drink from because it has, it has a strainer. So now the Gemara says, La Allah. That's what we're holding. 10, 12, 20 lines from the battle, let's say. Daf, kuf, tesvav, the base. Lavit didn't we say, Omer, Eb, Simon, Omer, Eb, Yishob, Levi, That's great if you didn't move the wine around. But you are shaking up the wine, by you pouring it into a vet to use it, so you are actually mixing in. Imagine this uh, venom looks like spit or something. So, okay, so it floats on the top. But as soon as you start pouring into another vessel through the strainer, you're telling me you strained it. Not this, not this case over here. From this case, you see that straining works. But you have, you have Magula wine. Now you want to use it. So you take your wine and you put it through a strainer. And like this, you can use your Magula wine because if there's any venom in there, you're going you're gonna to be able to catch the venom. The problem is that by you moving the wine around and pouring it, you're going to mix the venom in and it's not going to work. If you mix it up, also... There's a way to get around that. You do it really slow. You put some sort of other, um, like a material or something. You do it in a way that it's not going to mix in. Says the Gemara, okay, this goes according to Rav Nechemia. But Rav Nechemia, me, Terminon, how could you even make truma from something that's tome on tome food? You could do truma according to the Tanakhama over here, if it's equal. One thing is Tomei, so you take the Tomei fruit and you make it on produce that's Tomei, or Tar Atar, obviously it's usually Tar on Tar fruit. Umina Tar ala Tomei. And you could do Truma from fruit that's Tar, which is valuable, on fruit that's Tomei, which is less valuable. Avaloi minat Tomei ala Tar. But not 
In our case, we're talking about wine that's already Tomei. So how could you take this wine that's Tomei and try to say, okay, listen, it's, it's going to get lost anyways. It's Tomei. Let me make it Trumus and Meisters. But it just says here, You can't take something that has less value, Tomei, and make it Truma and Meister on something that has more value. That's cheating. You're supposed to take 10% of your fruit and give it to the Kayan. Now you took 10% that has less value than the 90%. That's not fair. It doesn't work. Not only that, we're talking about here. Even if it's equal, Tommy to Tommy is also awesome. Huh? I don't know. I'm, I'm saying both. We'll argue later. It only works when you don't know what it is. Dmai is Truma Maestrus from an Amaretz. In this case, Truma, they usually do take. Amaretz is giving. You bought fruit from an Amaretz. You could assume that maybe he did take Maestrus, but we have to be Chayshish. There are a lot of Amaretz that don't take Truma Maestrus, and therefore it's Dmai. So in that situation where it already, you know, like a lot of people, they buy food here in Eretz Yisrael, it has a certain extra, they go ahead and they take again, they take Meiser, Trumas and Meisers again. They're not, they don't rely. Okay, but it was already taken. So in a, in a situation where you're being Machmir, Midrabonon, you have to take Trumas and Meisers. So he said, okay, you can take from Tomei on Tomei, or from Tomei on Tahar. So that's the case over here. We're talking about a case of the Mai, and that's why you could use this Tomei wine. Stama Shiloh, what does the Oilam think about this? Oilam? The Oilam that wasn't here last night. If we had in the mission of this case, and we're going to talk about it later, two, two individuals are crossing a river. One has a very expensive donkey, one has a cheaper donkey, and they're both drowning. They're about to both be lost. So the guy with the expensive donkey tells his friend, hey, help me out to save my donkey. And if you do, I'll pay you the value of your donkey. I'll give you a hundred bucks for yours on condition that you help me with mine. So he says, okay. He lets his donkey drown. And he goes and he saves the guy's donkey. Now he comes to demand money. He says, you owe me a hundred bucks. Okay, I'll give you a hundred bucks. So he gives him a hundred bucks. He turns around, goes home. Lo and behold, his own donkey never drowned, sitting there grazing on the side. And he sees him and goes, where are you? And he does one of the... He's all excited to see his owner. Wow. Does he get to keep the hundred bucks? He thought he's going to lose his donkey. What's that, Lacha? He said yes. What? Oh, very good. It's not even a Shiloh, he says. It's not even a Shiloh. Everybody, everybody gets this one. He's his own donkey from Hefker. Very good. Says the like this. Omar Mar. When it comes to oil, you can't use that oil that's Tomei for the Truman Meiser. Why? Because it has value. The coin can use it still to burn, to use, to use it for his fires and everything else. What about wine? It also has, even if it's Tomei, you could do, use it for this, for Zilov, for perfume. You'll say, that's nothing, it's a joke. If somebody is very poor, we advise him, to buy wine for lug, uh, uh, a sella, a whole lug for a sella. It's much better, pay double for zilov. Zilov is very important. To have a nice aroma in your house is more important than having a good cup of wine. 
So don't say it's nothing. We're talking about wine that's new. You can't use it for ziluf. It doesn't work yet. Just keep it for a year and you'll have good ziluf. If you have tome produce sitting around your house, you never know. One of your kids that doesn't know exactly what's in that bottle take a, is in the mood of some wine and uh, they'll drink the tome wine. That's the Gemara Shemenami. That could also be a problem. He makes a sim and he puts it in a really disgusting vessel so he knows that this is oil that's tummy. Oh, so if so, he's doing the same thing with wine. If you're using it for the perfume, you never put it in a disgusting vessel. So Mela, the whole nafkumina is that wine, you put in a, you cannot put in a, in a, in a, in a special vessel because people will get confused. And if you put it in a disgusting vessel, then it's not the way to do it. It's for perfume. But for oil, it's not a big deal. You put it in a clean mouth, you can still burn it. It's anyway, he's going to be burnt. Something that you spray around in your house, you don't, want, you don't want it to come out of a terrible clip. Says This idea that we're concerned that somebody might be over one day, somebody might come to drink it or whatever, is actually machloikis tanoi. You have a whole barrel of truma that became tomei. Pour it out immediately. Why? Because we're concerned that you might drink. So here's a, here's a mandoma that says, we are concerned you might come to drink tomei. Not a problem. Now if you notice, Bishami doesn't make a distinction between where this happened. It could happen in the city. It could happen in this house. You pour it out. They still say, no, it doesn't matter where it happened, in the city or in the house. You always can make it into perfume. Omer Bishmol Berbiyosi Ani Achriya says Bishmol. We have a machlokes Bishamim Vesil. Let me be the Yavi Hashlishi Vachriya Beinayim. There's a concept that if two Tanoim are arguing, the third one could come and can make some sort of compromise. So he said, I'll make a compromise. When it's readily available and we're not concerned that somebody will forget, it's already in the house. You can make it into perfume. What if you have to schlep it from a, far, from a distant place? By the time you get home, you're thirsty on the way, you're going to grab a, a cup of wine, and we're concerned that you're going to drink tumah. So you could amri, or it's not enough community between in your house or in the field. Rather, the difference is older wine and newer wine. Something you have to wait a whole year or whatever it is until it becomes perfume. That's where the problems occur. But if you could use it immediately, it's not a problem. Amrulai, they said, that's not the case of Yavya Shlishi Vyachriya Beneya. Shlishi is Because Beishamai still never argued about what you're saying. If Beishamai would say, no matter what, even if it's in the field, pour it out right away, or even if it's in the house, pour it out right away. And Beishamai said, even if it's in the field, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you come and say, well, no, it depends. If it's in the house, yes. If it's in the field, no. So you just made a compromise between two shitas, but they never mentioned this svara. So you can't make a compromise in, in something that wasn't mentioned. So that's why his, his akhra, his compromise doesn't work. Yeah, so the Rishonim discuss it. People ask that question. Still akhra at the end of the day. But in the svara, it's not. That's why he's stuck in that thing. In the svara, nisht. Says the Gemara. Im omer loy We have a situation. A guy is losing his honey, which is very valuable. The other guy comes with, uh, he sees his friend with a barrel of wine. He says, do me a favor, pour out the wine and save my honey. 
So he has to pay him the value of the wine. Otherwise, if he didn't ask him, and the guy on his own was a nice guy, poured out all his wine, he doesn't have to pay him for the wine. He pays him for his time, not for his wine. That's the Gemara, Amai. So we have a brand new concept in Shas. We haven't had it in a very long time. I'm making a joke out of you. I tricked you. I'm making you into a fool. So we're going to see. When can you say this? When can't you say this? In general, when a person has an emergency, has an emergency. It's not going well today. He is about to lose $10,000 worth of honey. And the only way for him to save the honey is to fool that guy and to tell him, hey, let's pour out your wine. It's, uh, how much is that? 500 bucks? I'll pay you the $500. And you save my... And the guy listens to him. Then he says, I was joking. I just want you to save my honey. Now, what's the big nafkimina? Why is this not a good case? If you think about it, it's very different than a typical case. Another case that Gemara brings here. Let's see. A guy was wrongfully locked up in Siberia. Okay, it's in a time of the Gemara, time when if you're just Jewish, they put you in jail. Not that you committed a crime and da, 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 that you deserve to be there. I'm talking about, they didn't like the way you look. They thought you daven too start, they put you in Siberia for 25 years. He has an opportunity to, to escape. Comes out, obviously he doesn't have a credit card on him, he doesn't have anything. He's wear, wearing his prisoner clothing, something like this. He makes a deal with the captain of the boat. He says, listen, if you could bring me from here to there, I'll give you $10,000 right now. He gives him, he says, I'll give you a dinner. A dinner is a crazy amount of money. Allah is, you could say, In that case, he had to save his life. And the guy was asking, asking for exuberant amount of money. It was too much. So he could say, no, I'll give you the regular fee. How much do you take on, on your bus ride? How much do, do, do you take? You take a, $2? I'm giving you $2. I'm not, I'm not paying you $10,000. There's water, yeah? They, they put a nice, they put a, uh, a prison on, on, a, on, a, on an island so you can't run away. And he sees a boat, captain. He says, hey, get over here. Take this money and get me out of here. You only can charge him for a bus fare. For a boat fare. You see this idea? I can say, so we're also, why don't you say Mishatani Bach? So no, what's the obvious answer? A boy side. What's the obvious answer? Huh? No, I have a much better. Huh? Why? A boy side, think for a second. Who said that? Boys, think about it. Why over here can you not say Mishatani Bach? I'm telling you, hey, help me out, save my honey. I need you to pour out your wine, save my honey. Oh, oh, now you guys are talking like How can I force you to incur a loss? I'm telling you, pour out your wine. I'm not saying just I'm going anyways in that direction with my boat. Usually I charge three dollars, now I'm charging ten thousand dollars. I give you a fight, you're not getting my ten thousand dollars. Here I'm telling you, destroy your wine in order to save my honey. How can I tell you to destroy your thing? It's your thing. I, I have no right to destroy your property. And if I do, you should pay for it. Yeah. The Gemara Shiloh over here is Dafka on, on the wine. Fine. So let's see inside. 
says, you're more dummy. This is not, not a good example. I'll tell you what it is. This is similar, says the Gemara, to the other case. It's literally the same words. Take this dinner and get me out of here from jail. He has to pay the full dinner. No. By the way, all these halachas are in Hilchas Hashavas Aveda. To save a person's life is also Hashavas Aveda. To, to get a guy out of jail, Hashavas Aveda. Give him back his life. Oh, bring someone to Daf. I said that also once. We're talking about Hashavas Aveda. So if, you, if you're bringing him, is, is, yeah, your Ruchnis also. Hashavas Aveda, Ruchnis. Oh, Rabbi Isai, could you tell a guy, if you come to the daf, I'll give you $10,000. And then you say, I saved your life. I saved you a lot more. Oh, I gave you a lot more. But we had a, we had a real story, an Emesis story. Can I say the story? Emesis story. A few days ago, a guy that wasn't doing the daf, he went into some very, very hard times. He... He got, a, he, got, he got in trouble with the authorities and he thought it was over. His lawyer said, that's it, you're done. So he sat there, locked up, and he said, if I get out of here, I'm going to do the daf. Because a certain individual from the shir was begging him to do the daf for a long time and he kept on pushing him off. He said, you know what? He says, a few, 10 minutes later, the guy said, you know what? We're, you're out of here. We'll come, come back a different time. Let him out. So the shayla is, in such a case, he said, I took care of it on my own. I'm not doing the daf. Another very, I asked, my, I asked my cousin, who's a surgeon, he works with my father-in-law, they do the same thing, they're both head and neck surgeons. Obviously, my fa- you know, he's my father-in-law's nephew, so his entire life he wanted to be a surgeon like my father-in-law, and now he, he finally got, he's, he's actually an unbelievable kishrin, scored, you know, top of everything in, in uh, what is it called? Not the LSATs, the MCATs. not just MCATs. And no, but when you come out of high school, when you let's say T's, like almost a perfect score, like Mishugnabalkishra. So I, I just asked him yesterday because I saw this in the Rishonim. This exact question, a guy, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, when they have the Machla, whatever, they fly to America, they go to Sloan Kettering, whatever. It could cost hundred thousand dollars, hundred fifty thousand dollars, no problem. You go to the guy in Sloan Kettering, you say, listen. I'll pay you cash, just do the surgery, surgery. The guy does the surgery. After the surgery, he says, listen, uh, it's, it's a crazy amount. You don't deserve it. What, you worked on me for, for an hour? I'll, I'll pay you $1,000 an hour. Uh, you need $150,000? This is Meshuggah. I'm not paying you $150,000. Could you say Meshuggah Nebuchah now? So the Ramban and the Rashba say you cannot. Why? Because when it comes to a doctor, he has a certain chachma that nobody else has, and you're paying for that chachma. You're not just paying for a boat ride from here to here that anyways you charge $10 and now you want to pay. So, now another thing, what? <laughs> not every doctor, Avi, not every doctor. <coughs> Avi Factor says he agrees. Dr. Epstein, you agree? Of course, of course. So you see, no, you see different things, right? So if you have a certain chachman something, they were also talking about a guy could talk to Shadim and get you a, a certain answer from a shed. You don't know how to do it. So here's a very interesting one. And I also called up my, my uh, barber to find out about this. A guy takes a haircut and the, you know, it's the two hours before his chasen. So he runs into the guy and says, oh, your chasen? It's double the price. He says, what do you do double the price? I just know you double the price. He doesn't have a choice. He's going to get up and go to another. So he says, okay. 
And then he decides to do revenge. He comes back three weeks later. He says, give me a haircut. And then just walks out without paying him. So you, you had no right to charge me double then. You're, trying, you're taking advantage of me. Mishat HaNibachah. So Rizim Hashem says on that, you can't say Mishat HaNibachah because you already paid. But I called up Natan. And he said, I said, do you charge extra for a chassan? He says, yes. But only if he tells me he wants a chassan haircut. Because it takes double the time. There is something called a chassan haircut. It's just down there, Chagav. If you're a chassan, be careful. It's going to cost you double. But here's something I found fascinating, and I want to look into it a little bit more. How about a shatchan? You know they have these shatchanim out there. They, they had, uh, you know, I told you about the, 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 the wife of the Roshiva that sat next to me on the flight home here. No? She's watching somebody else's daf. That was the only recruit I got. I said, why are you watching that guy's daf? Just tr- trust me. This is, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to change. Why for the Roshiva? She did the whole shots, whatever. So, yeah, I get a free Gemara. So her son, her son is a famous shatkin. He used to be a famous shatkin. Now he does uh, nursing homes. $100,000 a shidduch, $50,000. You know, he's he, he starting prices over here. Could you tell a shatkin, get my kid a shidduch? I'll pay you $100,000. Says the Shukhanar, talks talk about it. Huh? And afterwards, says the Shukhanar, you're allowed to say Mishat HaNibachah. What's the going rate? A thousand, here's a thousand instead of a hundred thousand. Now, it's not so positive. That's his rate. It's a, look into it. I'm not, I'm not passing you now. But it's in, when it comes to Shiduchim, he says, you could, you could do something like that. Fine, let's go back there. Uh, uh, so, here we go. So why is this any different? It's the same exact case. I'll give you a dinner for your work. And all of a sudden, he has to pay the full thing. This guy, he has a boat. What does he do on his off time? He fishes. He, he's a fisherman. So by you making me take you across the river, I lost out a dinner. Because of you, I lost out a whole bunch of fish. Now, Losing out fish is, what is that called? Losing out fish. It's called Menias Revach. Menias Revach. You don't know that he caught a fish. Maybe you'll catch a fish. I'm preventing you from catching fish. Even if you know 100% you will catch a fish. I didn't cause you any damage. If I stand in front of your house and don't let you go out to go fish, you could charge me for that. I prevented you from, it's Menias Revach. Yet over here, because we made a deal, and I said, I'm going to pay you extra, and it's going to cause me a monetary loss. Then we don't say, and that's why you have to pay. Next case. So this is the case where, oh, take a look at this picture. The donkey is about to drown. And his friend has a donkey that's more valuable. He makes a deal with him. So says the Gemara, why do I need two cases? The wine is lost. The, the, the honey is about to be lost. And I tell you, save my honey. I'll drop my wine. And... Two donkeys. Your donkey is about to be lost. Drop your donkey. Save my donkey. Why is that not the same exact case? With Tzricha, I need two cases. Because the bottom line is there's one difference. When it comes to wine, I'm pouring it out physically. I'm destroying my wine because of you. And when it comes to the donkey, he's on his own. He's about to die. He's drowning right now. He's in a condition of drowning. You might be able to save him. But he's in the condition of drowning. That's all nafkimina. If I only say wine, if you specified and said, Save and I'll pay you for your wine. You have to make kule only in that case. Then that's when you have to pay. Because you're asking somebody to damage his own product, his own possession. Over here, it happened by itself. The donkey's dying. Maybe you should only get paid for his work. Even by donkeys, you get paid for the whole donkey. 
and if I only said it by, by the donkeys, don't forget, there's two cases. There's one that he asked him specifically to help him, and one that he helped him on his own. So the Chiddush would be on the other case. The reason why, if he didn't specify, he doesn't get paid, because anyways, it was going to die. Over here, you're right, he wasn't asked to help. But he took a barrel of wine. Think about it. I personally, if you were to ask me as a rabbi, which I'm not, but if you would have asked me, logically, Ellie, what would you say? I would say, listen, the guy took his barrel. He wasn't asked anything. He took it. He saw this guy's in a big sorrow. He's, he's trying to save his, his honey. He went, he poured out his wine and, and, and helped this guy. Save this day. So at least paying for the wine. No. You didn't specify, you don't get your wine. That's a massive chiddush. Maybe you should pay the whole thing. So we have two, two donkeys. One is expensive, one is less expensive. The one that's expensive, the owner tells the other guy, help me out, save my donkey, I'll pay you a donkey. I want to pause there for a second, just tell you a, a mice, a famous mice, but it's a great nimshal. A guy had a well that was dry for a long time. It was a danger. It was in the middle of his backyard. He also had a donkey that was about 70 years old. I, you know, I guess the donkey only lives 25 to whatever. It's at, at its end of its life. Can't even carry a person. Can't, can't do anything. He doesn't know what to do. So he had a great idea. He's going to kill two birds with one stone, literally. He's going to kill his donkey. So he takes his donkey. It happens to be, the don- he didn't do it. The donkey was walking around, blind already, falls into the pit. So he says, okay, instead of me schlepping him out of this uh, well, let me just fill the well as is with dirt. So he starts taking shovelful after shovelful, starts pouring, pouring into the well. All of a sudden, shalom aleichem, the donkey comes out, emerges out of the well. What happened? Every time he threw a, a shovel of dirt on the donkey, the donkey just, and it went to the bottom of the well, and then the donkey stepped on it, and kach. The nimshal is, no, because it says over here, the, the donkey just emerged on his own. Emerged on his own. So it reminded me of this. So the nimshal is that life always throws us dirt. We always get dirt in the face. This happens, that happens, this makla, this kid, whatever, everything. You know what I'm talking about. So you can take the dirt and just let it hit you in the face and bury you. Or you can take the dirt and make you a stronger person, step on it, and elevate yourself with that dirt. So, omalei, Beautiful. You went to save this donkey. You went to save the, and you let your donkey get lost and drown. And then you found it. It showed up by itself, grazing somewhere. Basically, that's what the Rabbi agreement said. You it from the hefker. He was going with a caravan on the way. In those days, Hashem Yerachem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a whole thing. You go, and it's a few-day journey through the desert, and there's bandits, and there's wild animals, and you need guides, and the whole thing. They're going through this, and we're going to talk a lot about it today. He's going on this thing. Levinu Awari, check this out. We have a beautiful picture. It's an interesting story. Mamish, interesting story. The story is of a lion that accompanied the, the people. He was helping them. It's an interesting lion. Maybe he's used to this. The, the deal is like this. You, you feed him. And this is normal. You feed him, and he won't attack you. He'll protect you, actually. He won't allow the robbers, the, the, all, the, all the other animals come and harm you. He's a protector. It makes sense. 
I actually, it happened to me. I had something similar to this. I'll show you. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the, the lines protect you. Why? Don't ask Yishayla, because the guy's with the stick. Look at that. These lines mad at him, because he has a stick. It happens to be, I'll just tell you, that these lines, everybody says, oh, they were tamed, and they're this, and they were not tamed. One of them decided to run away, never came back. The other one, here, look. Emma's is stuff. But I'm talking and learning the whole time. You want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> First one is oh. an animal of kachim. Oh, kachim. Kids are... That miscarried... Are you talking and learning? Levinu. Well, you never saw that one? <laughs> That's right. It's not scary. It's garnished. If they're well fed, if they're well fed, they, they are very dangerous. There's a guy, I'm not going to mention his name. He's, he already died. He's a famous Yerushalmi that, he, whatever, he had a little story at the end of his life. So he went there. One of those lines actually uh, bit his hand. He had to have surgery, the whole thing. Fine. So, so here's the story. Every day, somebody else volunteers his donkey. Donkey, even today, is very cheap meat. A hundred bucks, you get a donkey. It's a, it's a lot cheaper than a cow that's over a thousand, two thousand dollars. There was a lion that accompanied them. Every night, they give him a donkey. Get in here, come. We have a seat, Mamish, just for you. Come. He sent them a donkey, he didn't eat. The, the lion didn't eat it. So, what, what happened? So when you send a donkey to the lion, what, what are you essentially doing? You're being mafkirit. He didn't do anything. Comes Rav Safra and his Zoychen. I just, I'll say real quickly, there's Ar Sameach that says, very interesting thing, I just want to push people's buttons, because nobody's going to understand it 100%. But if you, let's say, rent out your house, Airbnb, and tell the guy, I don't have insurance, whatever, take care of the house. And the guy burns down your house. So now you're going to sue him, he's going to pay you. Little does he know, you went and you got insurance on the house. The guy has to pay you for the house and you take the money from the insurance. That's how he passes. But nowadays, I don't know how it works exactly because people assume that once you have insurance, they don't have to pay. Okay, just throwing it out there. Why did Rav Safra have to go and acquire it from the Hefker? He's asking that at the end of the day, it wasn't real Hefker. He gave it to the lion. He wasn't really making it hefker. He was just giving the lion a meal. The lion didn't want to eat it, so he takes it right back. Omalei, you're right. He just didn't want them to fight with him and say, I was kind of, you're So he went and he was like from the hefker, just in case somebody would make an uh, uh, issue out of it. Oh, this is... He has a donkey that's worth 100. Instead of saving his donkey, he goes and helps his friend to save that his friend's donkey was worth 200, he was going to get paid. The problem is he wasn't able to save the donkey. Okay, it was harder than he thought. So what does he get paid? The guy promised him 100, but he didn't, he didn't come through. We have to say the famous Chavetz Chaim, even though he said it a week ago, say it again. We work hard and they work hard. We say it by the Siyum, Hashem in three days. We work hard and we get tzachar in our Torah. They work and they don't get tzachar. Question is, of course they get schar. Everybody who works, he's a, he's a carpenter, he makes a table, he gets paid. What do you mean he doesn't get? Says the Chavetz Chaim, he doesn't get paid for his amelos. He gets paid for his product. 
So if it can produce the product, great. If he works really hard, three weeks on a table, and then he messes up and the table breaks, he can't get paid for it, he gets paid zero. So over here also, he worked hard, he didn't come up with a product, zero. Says the Gemara, Omer Loi, wow, that's a good question. Oh. This is Shtusim, right? Like, oh, 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 this is a good cash. This is a good cash. And the answer is, he doesn't get paid a whole donkey like he was promised, $100 for a donkey. He gets paid minimum wage, $10 an hour, Shalom Yisrael. I'll ask you a question. Now, Rabbis, I think while I'm reading this, think why this is not a question. You, a person was hired to bring these two products that have healing abilities. prunes, they could help, stomach aches, things like that. He told him, listen, there's a sick guy over there, I want you to deliver it. He did his delivery, but when he got there, the guy was dead already. He was already healed. He has to pay him the full amount. Ask the Gemara the question, why do you have to pay the full amount? We just said that if you weren't able to do your job, you didn't save the donkey, you don't get paid your full amount. You get paid a small amount, the minimum wage. So why over here doesn't he get paid the minimum wage? Over here he gets paid the $100 he was promised. No, what's the obvious answer? Reb David has the answer. What's your answer? He did his job. That's the answer. Kufta Zayin Amad Bey sponsored by Kinovations LLC in honor of my uncle Rebbe Chonam Pressman and as a schoz for Akiva Simcha Ben Fega Amen. This is Gemara, very obvious. I didn't even understand the question. In Yeshiva they would sit here for two weeks to understand what was the Havamina. It's true. They would and they should. But we are doing Dafiyami, so unfortunately we have to go weiter. Over there, he did, he worked as hard as he, I'm sorry, he brought the prunes in there and he brought and he gave it to the guy. The guy happened to be gone already, he's dead. But over here, he didn't do his job. He was told, if you save my donkey, I'll pay you. And he didn't save his donkey. They're going in the desert. Dangerous situation. And all of a sudden, the bandits come. What do the bandits want? They want your life or they want your money? They want money. Think about this for a second. This, this mamish, these are chidushim that we would have never thought. They want your money. So Lauren, you have $1,000 in your pocket and, and Noam only has $500 in his pocket. They want $1,500. Should you pay more money to get saved than Noam? They want more. You're saying no. I know it's a chiddush. Yes, it goes by how much money they say you were saved from. What? Save Noam is more important. We're not talking about that. I asked the question. We're trying to save money here. So over here, even though I might have said the story recently, I got to tell you the story again. We were in a van full of from people crossing from one country in South Africa to another country, like we're going into Kenya. So they said, we need a volunteer to bring in the passports to cross the border. We're not, we're not going to have the whole entire van go in. One guy. Oh, okay, Ellie, Ellie. Everybody said Ellie. Okay, I was the youngest, craziest one. Take the passports. We're waiting in line, waiting, waiting, and I'm bored. I said, oh, Givaldic. I go to, I said, who's the head guy here? This is me. So listen, I'll give you 10 bucks. Ten, yeah, $10, like a, a month's salary. 10 bucks, you arrest me right now. Put me against the wall. And go to the van and tell them that there's a big problem with this guy that you sent in there. <laughs> he arrested me in the second. In the second, I had handcuffs. I'm on the wall. 
Of course, my wife comes in bawling and everybody this. And he tells them, he says, I need $3,000. Otherwise, but these guys are heavy, heavy hitters from New York. No problem. They all came together. This guy gave a thousand. They put the money on the table. Then he says, no, no, no. It's a joke. The women didn't speak to me for two days. Seriously. So, how much money? How much? Huh? Now, this has nothing to do with bandits. You hire a guy, his job is to get you away from the bandits, to, to save you from the lions, to get you through the desert. How much do you pay? In our days, it goes by the head. How, how much? Each person pays 100 bucks and you go through the desert, $1,000, whatever it is. Like the guys that are coming across the border in Mexico. They, it's per, per person. They don't care how much money you have in your pocket. and what It goes by per person, right? No. So first of all, we have to consider how many people are here. So let's say this tour guy costs $2,000, for argument's sake. And there's 10 people in the group. So you divide the 2000 and a half. $1,000. $1,000 divided by 10 people is how much? $100 a person. Okay, so $100 a person. The other $1,000 goes by the cash people have in their pocket. So Lauren is going to have to pay double the amount in Noam in that $1,000. That's a nice cheshman. It takes a long time to figure this stuff out. But we have to go. We have to be cheshman. Why? Because the tour guide is saving your life and also saving you from bandits. He's doing two things. He's saving you from the lions. So that's $1,000. He's saving you from the bandits. That's another $1,000. That's the money part. But if the, the tour guide says, listen, I don't work like this. I'm not all the chashbainas and this. How much did you, did you take dessert and you didn't? And I'm going to start making, you know, like the yeshiva bach. I'm sitting there at the end of the meal and they have to be mechashim. I take per person. Each person pays me $200. So it goes like him. This is interesting. That if your donkey was lost, stolen, killed, whatever, we will provide you another, another donkey. Everybody in the group is going to pay for this donkey. Now, Bekusio, but if you're negligent and that's why I got lost, then you don't get another donkey. Shloi Bekusio, if it wasn't negligent, now, there's another component here, and that is that we, you need to be liable for all the stock, the, the livestock here. All the animals need to be watched at night. Now, you need to watch with us. We're a group. So you say, listen, give me cash, I'll buy my own donkey. No, I don't want you to buy your own donkey. I want you to have a donkey. You're going to watch it, and you're also going to watch my donkey while you're watching your donkey. I don't want to give you cash. Of course we don't have to listen to him. He already has a donkey. So I think he's watching anyway. He's watching his donkey. So he's anyways helping us watch with the watch. So what do you care to give him cash now? The answer is, The answer is, Let's read it again. You're right. He's watching his donkey and he's already on the watch. So what do you care? Give him cash. The answer is no. I want him to have on a second donkey because when a person has two donkeys, does a much better job watching than if he has one donkey and he wanted to be a better watcher. There was a ship in the ocean and knew what happens when there's a ship in the ocean with Yerna Novi. All of a sudden you have a big storm, 50 foot waves, 100 foot waves, crazy. So they want to be saved. What do they do? They say everybody has to throw 100 pounds of stuff into the ocean. Let's be saved. 
Mechashvin lefi masoi ve'mechashvin lefi mamon. So we go by weight. Now a guy has 200 pounds of gold. The other guy has 200 pounds of steel. Each person has to throw out 100 pounds. But it's gold. Too bad. You have to get rid of 100 pounds. Now if you had seichel, you'd make a deal with the guy with the steel. You throw out 200 pounds of steel and I'll pay you $10,000. But there's no time. They're, they're in a rush. They're, they're, they're in a pan- panic mode. They have to save. So they talk, each person has to toss out. Famous Maestro the Benesh Chai. The guy was walking with two heavy suitcases. Asks him, his friend, what, what do you, what, what's going on here? You look like you're dying. He says, yeah, in this case, I have a lot of gold and jewels. I'm traveling to fireplace. And what do you have on the other hand? I have a bunch of stones. Stones? Why? He says, because my father said that if I'm going to walk like this, you know, I'll get a bent back. So to even it out, my father said, take a... a he says, oh, that's a great idea, but you don't need to take a, a suitcase of stones. Chuck out the stones and take half of the gold from this one and put it into the suitcase of the other one. Now you'll have half the weight. and It'll be evenly balanced. He says, you're right. My father told me to do it like that, that's how I do it. I don't ask any questions. Kids, he gets on this ship, and then they had a storm. And uh, the, the head guy there says, you got to throw out each guy, two suitcases, throw out one suitcase. Then he understood his father. He took the suitcase with the stones and tossed it into the ocean. He didn't lose any of his gold. And the nimshal is, we have stones in our life. We have a lot of tsars in our life. We have a lot of things. But, exactly, if you... Understand why we have those tsaras. We have tremendous tsaras. We have tsaras, and it's there for us to get rid of the tsaras, and then you could keep all the good and all everything else. Says the Gemara, "Vali shanim mimekas upon him." The how do you say sapon? A rav chovel in English. Uh, a, the the head sailor, sailor, the captain, the captain, the captain. He is like a, on a flight today. Who's in charge? The pilot. He could arrest you. He could do anything he wants here on a ship also. Don't start arguing with him. You went on a ship and you agreed to go with his minhagim. You go with his minhagim. So this we had with the donkeys. If you lose your donkey, I give you a donkey. If you lose your ship, I give you another ship. And we all pay for it. The whole group pays for it. We're going together from one country to another. If you lost your ship at a negligence, you don't have to give another one. What if this guy was a wild man? He went into a place where the waters are very trench, they're very bad, and he lost his ship because he went to very to, to, to rough waters. You don't give him. Pshita, of course. He's negligent. So I want to tell you like this, if you didn't, if you haven't been there yet, highly recommend to go to the Alps. It's very close to Israel. It's just a three-hour flight. So if you go there. During Nisan, like over here, talking about Nisan, that's when the snow melts off the mountain. And that's when you have tremendous um, streams, the, the, the water is very, very, um, what's the word? Anyways, you do one of these, you go into the water there, you, you take a tour, and you jump into the water. So it went with my friend Ehrenfeld and my son uh, Akiva. And what, it, it's the water is crazy there. You could go jumping in the air 10 feet, you know. So they strap your feet into this tube. Right? You're in this boat that could carry 10 people. Your feet are, you're not going anywhere. Even if the boat flies up, you're stuck. Kitzer, and this guy, every, the guys on the right have to paddle to the right, and the guys on the left to the left, and he tells you, the guy in the back, he's screaming the whole time, right, so you go right, left, both, everybody together. Anyways, we're going. And then there's a giant tree that goes into the water, like a nice branch. So he starts panicking. He's like, left, 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 you're not listening, left, left, and he's trying. Mr. Ehrenfeld, 
gets hit by this branch, literally takes him out and knocks him into the water. The problem is that his feet are still stuck in the boat, but his body is being dragged under. And back then it was whatever. He weighed a little bit more than he weighs today. And he couldn't get up. And he's drowning over there. So anyways, me and this guy, we went. At first we had to save Akiva. That was priority number one. Then after we saved him, that took a minute, we saved this Nebuch guy who almost broke his arm and wasn't breathing for two minutes. And we brought him up and Shalom Yisrael. I'm saying this story, why? Stop, for no other reason. <laughs> so if you do that for Yaimi, that won't happen to you, whatever. <laughs> so when it's Nisan, there's a lot, a lot of water coming off, off the, the mountains and there's a, lot, there's a big stream. So you're, you're only supposed to go away from the, from the shore one rope length, whatever that means. Go, you stay from the shore 100 feet. But when it's Tishrei, there's less of a stream, so you could go two rope lengths. Because of Yom Nisan, this, this Chacham Batata, he, decided, he remembered that he went two stream lengths in the calm season, now it's the crazy season. He went, Lamakim Tishrei, he went, because of Yom Nisan, when there's a lot of water, he went, Lamakim Tishrei, he went all the way out there, and he got swept away, he drowned. The, the, the boat drowned. He was doing what he's used to, and we shouldn't penalize him. Komash that's considered negligence. They're going in the desert, comes a guy and attacks them. Think about this. One guy is the strong guy, he knows karate, he learned jiu-jitsu 25 years. He's in the UFC. He beats the robber up. Does he get to keep all of the money? Who's going to be lost without him? Or maybe not. Let's see. If he saves it, hits everybody gets to keep their stuff. He doesn't get to keep anything extra. And if he says, I'm only doing it for myself, okay, so he saved his own. He say, he gets everything. Ask the Gemara, what's going on here? I would stick in the two extra things, like the guy, the, the, the guy sits here and says on the side. If they are able, they're also trained fighters. So, so what if he said, oh, I'm saving it for myself. Doesn't give him the right to take all the loot. And if they're not capable, he's the only strong guy there. So in all cases, he should get everything. We have a number of answers. We're talking about partners. Listen to this. If we are all partners, there's 10 vessels made out of gold. And there's 10 people. So we all own uh, 10% of each vessel. He goes to save a vessel, and as he's about to do it, he says, I am not a partner with anybody else. I'm absolving my partnership. And he grabs a vessel. So we can look at it. How much did he grab? 10% of the vessel for himself and the rest for everybody else? Or no, he's no longer a partner. So when he grabbed one vessel, he grabbed his own vessel, the whole entire thing he says. And that's what it says over here. Therefore, Omar, if he said, specifically, Polig, he splits with, he splits with them. Loy Omar, loy Polig. If he didn't say, he doesn't, Divided with them. We're talking about workers. If I hire somebody for daily work, so that law is like this. If he finds something while he's working for me, it's mine. But at any given time, he could decide he doesn't want to work for me. And then he acquires it for himself. And that's what's happening over here. But if he didn't take it back, then he's acquiring it for the balabas. And when he takes it back, it's not because he never was like a slave, so to speak, for that guy. He was. But at the point when he still was working for the guy, he was completely his. 
But at any given time, since a Jew cannot work for somebody, you can't be a slave to somebody else. So therefore, he already, he, he just says, I'm out of here. And when he says, I'm out of here, the guy still has to pay him for all the hours he worked that day. He could, he could get his money back, but barely. So then, if he showed what he wants to do, and everybody else was quiet, so that means they, they had Yosh, and if they had Yosh, then it's Hefker. But if they did not, nobody said anything. He, he, I'm saying he didn't say anything. So then, they, and they were quiet. That means nothing. We don't know that they were mafkir. He didn't say anything and they didn't say anything. Then if he saves it, he has to give it back to everybody. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. Shir Lamalo. He says,